Hi everyone, welcome along to Zdenek's English Podcast. This is the final part of the three-part series called Look Back on Zap, in which I talk to the one and only Luke Thompson from Luke's English Podcast. Now let me kick off with another, yet another introduction. Please bear with me, I'll try to keep this one as short as possible. If you haven't listened to the preceding two episodes, then I suggest that you do so. Otherwise, uh, this uh, might be a bit out of context for you. Um, I suggest that you do not put the card before the horse in this case. This episode starts by Luke speaking about how he teaches pronunciation, giving some really interesting tips and tricks. So this will definitely be, be uh, useful for English teachers, but... I think it will just give you an idea what kind of teacher uh, Luke is himself. And then Luke goes on to talk about what it was like recording the sequel to a Pink Gorilla story, you know, episode uh, 400. I'm sure you know uh, which one I'm talking about. And also what kind of episodes um, uh, he likes or he enjoys doing most in general. Um, he also spent a good deal of time talking about Paul Taylor and his success story. Luke also discusses the possibility of making a live Luke's English podcast meetup um, with uh, the listeners, uh, with us, the listeners, uh, the Lepsters. And um, our chat ends with Luke asking me about my plans. And he gives me his kind of perspective on this a bit as well. If you're new to the next English podcast, don't forget there is an archive of almost 170 episodes now that I have recorded for the past four years. Uh, you can find the episodes on audioboom.com. Just type in Zdenex English Podcast. Z-D-E-N-E-K apostrophe S English Podcast. There's also a Facebook group uh, with the same name where I publish the latest episodes uh, and where you can leave your comments and provide your feedback. From time to time, I also publish there my ludicrous drawings from my English classes and some other stuff as well. Um, a lot of people find that funny and sometimes I publish the tests that I create, which are often a bit controversial because I like, uh, like it that way, basically, yeah. <laughs> uh, if you really want to go out of your way, you can write a short review on iTunes. Um, I have recently checked it. Uh, I have recently checked it to see my rating, and it says something along the lines of not enough reviews to show the rating. So that might be handy for me if you uh, leave a review, uh, because it could help me... Um, find more people for the podcast, basically, more listeners. Um, well, in a nutshell, I will appreciate any sort of support. And this last bit about iTunes obviously applies to long-term listeners too, by the way. Well, this introduction is almost finished. The last thing I want to remind you is that there will be a follow-up language analysis. I'm soon going to listen to all three episodes of this series and pick some interesting aspects of English language that came out of uh, our conversation with Luke and analyze it. Analyze it for you. Um, I'll include some self-correction too, if you don't mind. I think that might be interesting. 
And well, thanks, thanks everyone for your patience uh, with these introductions. Um, I felt it was um, something I had to do. I'm sorry if it took too long. And now let me reward you for uh, your patience uh, with the final part of our interview with Luke. Uh, enjoy. Here we go. Business English, when, when it comes to skills, let's say, or function, or the systems, so what do you enjoy teaching most? Um, 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 I, do, I do enjoy teaching pronunciation. Um, yeah. I have a lot of fun with that. Yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah. it's That's difficult. Um, hmm. One of the reasons it's difficult is because it's difficult for the students to get it right. Yeah, but yeah. Um, pronunciation is, is, is a lot of fun for me. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, it, it produces a lot of fun results. Um, so, yeah, I like doing that. I like kind of uh, – there, there's many ways to approach it, but, you know, uh, you start with a piece of listening or whatever, and you end up with some sentences on the board. Mm-hmm. And, you know, don't, going through the sentences and marking the, you know, the, the weak sounds and the connected speech and then drilling the sentences over and over again <laughs> with the students until, yeah. you know, uh, <laughs> it, it – it, it, the one thing I find is those drills. I mean, you know, uh-huh. when I first started teaching, I always thought, no, I'm not going to be a teacher who does drills. Yeah, I'm yeah. not going to be that kind of teacher. I'm going to be the cool, <laughs> groovy teacher who's just like engaging people in conversation and all that stuff, which I still do. But I, I think that uh, pronunciation drills uh, and listen and repeat, you know, is yeah, actually big. really good and really important. And I find that when I start doing those drills, like randomly in the room, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You know, when I say, okay, now we're going to, you know, just want you to listen to the sentence that I'm saying and repeat yep. it. And I, I want you to repeat it exactly how I've said it, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. with, as if it's all one word. And then yep. I, and I'm randomly picking people to re- repeat the sentence. It's in those moments that I look, I realize everyone is completely focused <laughs> on what's happening. No one is falling asleep. Everyone yeah, is yeah. like completely engaged in mm-hmm. those moments. And, and, you know, you kind of think, wow, this is, this is really effective. Um, and the other thing I like to do these days is as part of, you know, obviously as part of a fully balanced uh, lesson with all of the, the right uh, techniques and methods involved, but in the, in a lesson, I, I like to use a bit of video and I'll play the mm-hmm. video and after we've done like whatever, some, some listening comprehension and stuff like that and discussed the video a little bit. Uh, I'll go through the video again and I'll say to the class, okay, we're going to watch the video and I'm going to pause it and I want you to say exactly what you just heard. Okay. Mm, okay. And, and they're all kind of go, uh, all right, that's going to be difficult. And then you mm-hmm. play a little bit and you ask the first student, okay, what was that? So you play the first you know, line of the video. Yeah. And often, the fir- even if it's a TED talk, the first line is like, hello, and you pause it and you point at one student and they go, uh, hello, and you go, yes, well done, next. You know, and then <laughs> the next person gets a much more difficult line and they have to reproduce it and they can't. Yeah, and then yeah. you have to try and remember the line in your head. So, for, ex- for example, if it's today I'm going to talk, to- today uh, my presentation is going to be about millennials. Mm-hmm. And you would then write on the board, uh, like you, you point to the student and say, what was that? And they go, uh, today, millennials. And you're like, okay. And you write on the board, today, dash, 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 millennials. And then you play mm-hmm. the clip again or you repeat it again. Today, I'm going to talk about millennials. And they're like, <laughs> uh, talk? And you go, yes. And you write talk in there. And then it, you end up getting to a point where, you know, 
it's the little bits of grammar that they can't hear and yeah. you know and the, the, the other aspects of connected speech and exactly I mean, yeah i was recently doing the like the trump's inauguration speech right and not for the content like not for the content <laughs> language wise it was quite interesting actually mm. i thought like out of all his speeches this was this one was one of the best so mm-hmm. yeah we went through that and yeah I, i did something similar that you're describing we just did not write it down maybe i should try that out yeah it's it's a little difficult to do but if you can manage to kind of like get you know jump between the computer and the the whiteboard and you know write out the sentence with gaps not with all of the words in it but you like you know the words that they are identifying you write in but then the, mm-hmm. the other words you add as gaps and yeah. either you repeat it or you if you can manage it you like play that part of the video again and then you keep doing it until eventually they get it you know and, uh, and if they don't if they don't get it then you can at least ask them to guess it like yes. it's it could be a good a good exercise in terms of the like syntax for instance like what kind of word would you expect there would it would an adjective fit there or yeah. you know should, should this be in what tense should it should this be if they can't hear it yeah so, yeah or yeah. even if they can't And one of the reasons sometimes is that the, the, the one of the reasons they don't want to uh, say the the word the missing word is because they can hear the sound but they just don't know which word it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so you just say, I don't care if you, like don't you don't have to get the word. Just tell me the sound. Just repeat the sound. <laughs> and they, you know, you push them a little bit further than they're willing to go, and they repeat the sound. And then you, you know, you might write the sound up until eventually the penny drops, and they're like. Oh, I see. It's two <laughs> words. It's just two words together, and you know, there's a missing sound, and that's why it sounds like this. And and sort of pushing them and pushing them to the point where they have identified it, um, yeah. I think really sort of helps, or you know, at least it keeps them really engaged. You've yeah, got- that's important. That's really important. Like, if you want to have a good lesson, I think there are a lo- lot of ways to do it. A lot of ways to approach a lesson. Mm. and and it doesn't necessarily have to all be by the book yeah but what matters is like what i try to do is just i try to uh look at my students faces mm. like if they're satisfied with whatever <laughs> is happening in the in the classroom and then and that that's that's the most important thing for me yes absolutely yeah 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 i mean like to an extent it's kind of like for me i try to push them a bit but you know I try to be a very sensitive teacher because I realize that if I'm if you're pushing students too much then they can get understandably annoyed yeah. and frustrated Dis- but, discouraged yeah so you have to balance that slight pushiness with you know a great deal of sensitivity yeah. and an understanding and empathy and, and so on I mean uh, it's a cliche we always say that that balance is the key but it's truly the the only answer here is the recipe yes ultimate recipe <laughs> yes that's right yeah um Yeah. Do you have any other questions for me? Uh, uh, you, just, a, you had a question yeah. about my pink gorilla story, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I, I wanted, well, obviously this is my favorite episode, like I said many times before, and you know it. Um, so I, just, I was just wondering um, um, how, how you felt during recording the second part and uh, what you think about it looking back now. Um, um, I, I felt good because um, I just felt like I was sort of, in the zone a little bit um Mm -hmm. uh like the the, when i did the first one it was a bit i mean first of all there was less pressure because that was like 
few yeah. years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for example, I didn't have any podcast sponsors and I didn't have the same number of people listening as I do now. Mm-hmm. And so I remember when I did that one, it was, it was almost kind of like, well, it's, you know, what I've got nothing to lose. I can just sort of yeah, spin yeah. out this nonsense story and just do it for fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and I didn't know what was going to happen. And I had, I, I, on that particular day, I was feeling in a good mood. I'd been to work in the morning and I don't know why it was just one of those days. It was like, I don't know what time of year it was spring or something. And I just sort of felt in a good mood. And I was like, Oh, I've got lots of ideas running around in my head. I'm just going to do this thing and see what happens. And it turned out to be quite good in the end. I think, I don't know what everyone thinks, but you seem to like it. <laughs> well, it's like, it's le- legendary episode. So yeah, but not everyone, I mean, I, not everyone I, I, thinks I, so. Like, to be honest with you, I loved part two in the sequel, but I really loved it. And I, I'm so glad you did it. Mm. Uh, but like it, at, at times it felt a bit like, but you know when you have those films like part two yes and it's never it's never as good as part one yeah of course and, and that's because it, it felt like you want to like you went to put what do you say push it or i don't know force yeah. it yeah, yeah it feels a bit it felt a bit forced <laughs> really like you yeah like there has to be daniel lazenby smile and it felt like he has to be there now <laughs> but it was great anyway i enjoyed it a lot yeah yeah, and well, I, I hope you do part three one day. Yeah, I'd, li- I'd like to. Um, the thing is, with the first one of those, it was a joke that already existed and mm. that I told before as a kid. Yeah. You know, it's like this joke I used to tell, and I kind of, I just thought, oh, why don't I try and do that on the podcast and try and make it as long as possible uh-huh. and see what happens? So that was there already, but with part two, there was no joke. So I had no. I had no even basic structure to work with. Mm, and mm. so for ages and ages, I'd like sort of been thinking, what can I do? I, I'd love to do another episode of this <laughs> silly pink gorilla story. Well, well you actually did the, 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 what is it, dog episode and then shrimp. What was yeah. it? <laughs> shrimp episode. Yeah. I also, that was good enough too. You know, I yeah. liked it a lot. Yeah. 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 So I, maybe like, I should just... I, I suppose, yeah. Sorry. I should just try and find more of these shaggy dog stories and just spin them <laughs> out as long as possible. I suppose, like the pink gorilla story. I suppose the reason I like it so much, it's kind of strikes a chord with, with me because the you know, like it's about an English teacher who lost his job, and like that's <laughs> so it's just so memorable for me, you know. <laughs> yeah. If, if I feel I felt so related to, I mean, I've never actually lost a job as an English teacher, but I, I, somehow I felt, felt related to right to, yeah. to when you were t- teaching uh, your your uh, students present perfect tense using English grammar in use, right. like Raymond Murphy, and then and then you told your students to shut up, and then your boss came and <laughs> they, were, they told all t- you off for that and fired you. They all turned out to be mafia guys as well, didn't they, my students? <laughs> yeah so you know yeah but i actually i i'm actually a little bit more proud of the second one you know this idea of the difficult second album yeah yeah yeah. you know yeah. what i mean like uh uh-huh. mu- musicians or whatever they they you know their uh yeah. the whole first part of their career goes into making their first album and mm-hmm. if it's a success that's great but then they've got to do it again and they've only got one year to do it Whereas yeah. the first album was like their entire lives up to that point, and exactly. then the second album they've got to do it again in like six months or a year or something. Much more pressure and a lot of expectations from everyone, and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So the the second one, um, I mean, I'm talking about it like it's serious. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is serious. <laughs> well, yeah, I suppose so. But yeah, I guess the second one, I just sort of like I had these ideas loosely running around in my head, but I didn't know what to do with them. 
and um, and um, I can't remember what it was. I was just, I guess, like I um, one of my podcast listeners uh, was in Paris, and I met up with him for lunch. Mm. And as a present, he gave me this toy, this sort of pink gorilla toy. Oh yeah, I think I, I might have seen some photos on your web- website. Right, which was a really nice yeah. thing to do, you know. Like this, uh, he gave me this toy, and mm-hmm. and and you know, he told me that he thought that was a really good episode, and it kind of. You know, on the on the train after lunch, I was sitting there going, "I should do another one of these," because you know, it just it just gave me a little sort of uh, nudge, boot. nudge, yeah, yeah, a little nudge, a little boost. And then on the train, I suddenly had lots. I felt a lot better about it. Yeah. First yeah, of yeah. all, and I thought, well, it's my four hundredth episode, <laughs> and you know, also up until that point, there'd been a lot of heavy stuff going on with Brexit and Donald yeah, Trump yeah, and all yeah. this politics. I remember that. Yeah. You know, which is great and everything. It's very interesting, but it's a bit yeah. of a drag. And I, you, you know, I got a bit of uh, sort of. I got. You needed sh- a comical relief. Yeah, I was getting <laughs> shit for it, frankly, in my inbox. <laughs> you know, I was getting emails in my inbox from people mm. just, just. Yeah. I don't really get it, but like some uh-huh. some really horrible uh, messages in my inbox that I felt were like really out of line. You know, like these things. Are like saying stuff like just because I was criticizing Donald Trump it it meant yeah. that I supported everything that Hillary Clinton stood for and all this kind of stuff and I was like it's just you know I don't need that in my life um and then I was like oh well f- you know fuck it let's do the pink gorilla story <laughs> and uh you know and so I had the ideas and I was like right well let's just have fun and uh, and it worked out and I managed I'm pleased that I managed to kind of turn it into a vaguely um, uh, coherent story, yeah. you know, which did have an ending and, and, and sort of ended up in a, you know, I, I feel like it was a little bit better. It was more difficult oh. uh, because the, the, the joke structure wasn't there in the first place. And yet okay. I, I felt like I managed to include more into the story. There, there are actually lots of jokes in it that, that mm. uh, you know, I think there yeah, are more I, jokes in it than there are the a lot other of jokes one. there. Yeah. I know. Um, I need to listen to it once again. I think I listened to it only once, and the Pingorilla story—it's like ten times. <laughs> right. Well, I have to give give this one one more one more shot. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I—I I mean, you asked me how I felt while I was doing it, and and when I finished, mm. and and I, I felt uh, well, you know, in the period before recording, I felt some pressure, but when I was actually doing it, um, mm. uh, it was just really, really good fun, and I'm I'm actually quite proud of it, and. Mm. And, uh, you know, because I do think it's, it's, I, I'm, I surprised myself sort of thing with the first one. Mm-hmm. I, I, afterwards I was like, bloody hell, that was amazing. <laughs> I can't believe that I could do that. You know, uh, that, you know, I'm sure there are some people listening to this thinking, I, I think it's a load of old bollocks, but you know, for me, it's just, it, it, it's pretty, it's pretty hard to spin a tale like that and, and put humor into it from, from first. Personally, these are the best episodes from you for me. I, I do enjoy other other kinds of episodes when you explain vocabulary and even some interviews, but these ones, I don't know why. It's just and also when you did those, what was it called, phrase verb chronicles? Yeah. <laughs> After fifty phrase verbs, that was that, that was really really um, great stuff too. I, I think I have to say that they're, they're probably the ones I enjoy doing the most. Like the the stupid made up stories. It's yeah. those ones and ones where I have certain people on the podcast. 
Mm. You know, like the ones with Amber and Paul are are always brilliant um, yeah. for me. You know, even during the recordings, I'm thinking this is all good fun, but God knows what it's going to turn out like. And then I listen yeah. back to it, and I'm like, yeah, this is just really good. There's something like a kind of I don't know. There's like a, kind of a dynamic between the three of them. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's just a kind of good vibe. And even when I think to myself, oh, we're really not not doing a very good job there, and then I yeah. listen back to it, I'm like, oh, but I didn't realise that just there's fun in the air i don't know really i think with with amber and paul it's also the fact like you're very good friends and you know each other very well and it just makes you feel much better you know like when you do interviews with some famous people i mean it's all great but it's a bit like you feel you mustn't let that yeah. person you're interviewing down and i don't know whereas with uh, with your Pod, podcast pals it's just you can talk about anything and <laughs> it, it, it will turn out to be fun you know? yeah. yeah they're both really and they're both really great it's liberating to have this you know yeah opportunity i suppose and and we sort of we, we're kind of sort of it's, there's a bit of balance in it because paul's younger than amber and me yeah uh, and amber's the only girl mm-hmm. and uh uh paul um tends to get straight to the point a lot more and i don't uh i just go around the houses and just ramble on um and paul doesn't know any words uh but amber does <laughs> paul speaks really good paul speaks really good french and spanish and and and, and i don't you know yeah. there's there's sort of like yeah we have each of you has a dif- different i would say a strong strong point yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although it's a bit of overgeneralization there, but yeah, I, was... I don't think I don't think Paul Paul would be happy uh, hearing this. Uh, Luke. Obviously, I'm just joking. He, he does know plenty of words, and uh, he uses words extremely successfully to do everything he does. I mean, he's his. It's really blowing up for him at this at the moment. It's going really, really well for Paul. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I noticed. Uh, I mean, every wow. every time you every time he's on the podcast, there, there is some kind of progress, and like, yeah, it's it's good. It's great. It's yeah, great. He's, he's on, good for him. He's good on, for him. Yeah, yeah. He's he's, he's he made he's, the British press recently. He was uh, featured in the Sunday Times in an article. Mm, uh, he's on fire, right? Yeah, he's on fire at the moment. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Uh, and it's good. It's fun to be part of that. Uh, Amber and I are helping him out with the writing of some of those videos that he's doing. And, you know, I mean, you know, he he's extremely busy with all of these commitments and things. But um, yeah. it's great to hear, you know, and, and, you know, it's like when you when you see see a person to grow like this, you learn to appreciate it, even as as your listeners. We can see how, how he went. Like, he, what was he doing? He was working for. Apple. Apple or something, yeah. Yeah. And so you, you can see how it is possible to to make, um, you know, progress. Make, to make to make it to make progress, yeah. and it's like oftentimes you just see the end product when when you have celebrities or something. Yeah. But with him, you can see him grow up, and it's great. Yeah, I mean, with the, the 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 thing that he did was, I think the the crux of it is he thought to himself, well. I could probably do this. I, you know, I could. Yeah. And, um, you know, I would regret it if I didn't give it a shot. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. he took the yeah. risk. You know, he just that's, that's that's the right attitude. You know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think it is. In, in theory, in theory, we all know this, don't we? Yeah. 
Yeah, we do. And sometimes yeah. it's it's so hard, you know. It's really hard. <laughs> yeah, it's make re- the decision, and you have to give give something up, and just and there is a, a risk it could go wrong, you know. Yeah. And obviously, if it goes well, it's, it's super rewarding. Yeah, I I admire you know I admire Paul a lot for the sort of pragmatism, uh, mm-hmm. the the hard work that he's putting into what he's doing, the the sort of um, you know the level mindedness that's required. Yeah, yeah. Because it's easy to kind of start to have to let self doubt creep in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Like that. Absolutely. But, you know, it happens to me very often, too often for my liking. Yeah, yeah me, me too. You know, it happens to all of us that, that we, yeah. we kind of let the doubts, you know, stop us. And that's why we procrastinate. Yeah. You know, essentially, exactly. it's, it's, it's a lack of confidence or, or whatever. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, and so, yeah, it's refreshing to see someone give it a shot and, and do it in the right way. And, and he's, you know, it's it's great. He's, he hasn't let it go to his head yet. <laughs> I hope that it doesn't. And I hope he can, you know, I hope he comes back onto my podcast every now and then, so that well, uh, you know we can continue messing around. If he doesn't, then th- that that's the point when you know it went into his head. I, I think. Yeah, but no, not necessarily because you know it, it, he he's about to enter a, a very busy time. Yeah. where he, he's going to be, you know, trying to do the difficult second album. Because mm. his TV show, YouTube series, is the first album that's a, that's a hit. And his one-man stage show is also a hit. Mm-hmm. What he's going to have to do in the next few years is turn that into a second thing. He's going to have to do another stage show and another TV show. And that's, yeah. that's going to be quite difficult. So he might, you know, he might just be too busy. I don't know. And he, he, he might mm. decide that his time needs to be spent in more profitable ways because ultimately, you know, that you do have to make certain sacrifices. So, you know, I'm not going to hold it against him if he can't keep coming here to sort of uh, <laughs> well, you know, talk nonsense with, with me. But uh, well, I hope fair enough, Fair enough. But he shouldn't forget about who made you. Who contributed to making him as great as he is? Yeah, he's not gonna. He's not gonna forget. Like the other, the other day, he uh, he actually offered me a, a spot uh, at one of his shows, which is very nice. So okay. he, you know, he's he he's performing uh, in March in front of about three or four hundred people, um, wow. and uh, well, he did about two two thousand the other day. Oh. Uh, but but he's he's doing a show. He's starting to move into larger venues. And one of the shows he's going to do is in front of about three or four hundred people. He could do the show solo, all all on his own. But it's mm. it's normal to invite one or two guest comedians to open the show okay. for you. And so, yeah, he's he's chosen to invite other people on to kind of you know. So did you did you take him up on his on this offer? Or? Yeah, he's yeah he's asked me to to open one of his shows in March. So I'm going to do okay. five to ten minutes in front of about three or four hundred people. That's going to be interesting. But it would, will it be your largest audience? Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. I th- I've done probably about two hundred before, but uh, no. Well, that- technique. Technically, your audience is is much larger than that. It's just you don't see the eyes. They are all yeah. the ninjas, and you know, yeah, all these ninjas <laughs> in the dark, in the shadows, just sort of silently listening. I don't know. I don't know who they are. I don't know what they want. Um, but uh, uh, but yeah, yeah. I have obviously. I've done you know like the this pink the pink gorilla story too. By the way, um, uh, broke a hundred thousand uh, listens recently. Really? Yeah. One. 100,000. 100,000. Wow. It is the sixth most popular uh, episode of the last 12 months. 
unimaginable. Yeah, it's number six, so I'm very happy with that. And <laughs> so when I think of that, I just, you know what I'd like to do? What yeah. I'd love to be able to do. Is, I, I think I know. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, go you, on. I think, I think you have uh, touched up on it once. Yeah. You would like to turn Pink Gorilla Story in one of your shows. Yeah, yeah. I would, yeah. Material, like material for stand-up. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, that's what I'd like to do. I'd like to be able to go up on stage and do what I've done on the podcast sometimes, but mm. in front of an audience and and... I think it could be good. Uh, it, I think you need more time for it. I think ten minutes won't won't do it. Oh, absolutely, yeah. It would yeah. need to be a whole sort of one man show, you know. Luke yeah. Thompson, the Pink Gorilla story. <laughs> a bit weird. I'm trying to think of names for uh, for potential one man shows that I could do in the future. Mm. I was thinking of well, we did you know sorry I did sorry I'm English and sorry yeah. sorry we're English. Yeah. Um, and they they were all right, but I'm trying to think of others. I was thinking Luke Thompson. He's he's English, but he's good. Um, and uh, what else was there? There was uh, use the force. Luke was a possible <laughs> idea, but you know that would have to be all about Star Wars, obviously. Star Wars, yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyway, there's lots of possible <laughs> things. So b- before we read this up, Luke, uh, yeah. What about the idea? Have you ever considered the idea of uh, doing some kind of live meetup for for the Lepsters? Yes. I yes. mean, yeah. Yes, I have. Yeah, I think about that a lot. But um, that's actually, I can't do that. I can't start doing that. I've decided until mm. I've launched uh, my online course okay uh, uh, whatever shape or form that takes you mean to financially cover for the yeah i need I, I the just, costs, yeah. i've got priorities i mean there's so many things i could do and so many this is part of my i'm not saying problem but uh, mm. one of the things that maybe has held me back over the years is that you know i like to do lots of things and i sort of feel yeah. like i can do lots of things yeah, and yeah. as a result, I do lots of things and I do too many different things and I'm spreading myself too thin. And and as a result, you know, I'm not sort of making progress in one particular area. Uh, I see what you mean. You know, yeah. so so I can't start jetting off to different places and doing sort of live shows and, and appearances mm-hmm. um, at this stage. I need to I need to take the website to a, to a, the next level and uh you know start sort of uh um providing some 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 paid content on, on my yeah. website and then once i've kind of got that uh underway then maybe i can and start visiting places and and you know doing live shows in different parts of the world hmm. yeah oh that would be cool sounds like a plan yeah and uh, i would definitely like to take part in that one day yeah, as, as as a member of audience. Yeah, that would be fun, wouldn't it? It would. Yeah. I wonder Definitely. if I could get you know an audience in each place. Yeah, I think I think you you will be able to. Yeah, I hope so. I think if yeah. I got you know if I if I arranged an event and it was all sorted out and you know weeks in advance, I could like do regular um, uh, publicity on the podcast. Uh, to whip up support and you know do it properly and, and I'd mm. probably find that I'd get a room full of people yeah um, yeah I'm pretty sure you would Luke <laughs> yeah <laughs> and f- fingers crossed fingers crossed yeah absolutely um, all right what, what about you <laughs> um, well <laughs> you got to finish the delta yeah fin- well now I have to do a module, module three 
which is supposed to be some kind of um, paper. I have to write paper. Uh, it's a, it's, a, it's basically a planning a course, syllabus mm. for a course. And uh, I, I think I'm going to put this off, like speaking of procrastinating, because it feels like this semester I've got too much work, too many classes, much more than the previous ones. So I don't know if I would manage to do it now. Yeah. Um, so I'll put that probably on hold, but it's just, it feels like this, this might be one of the easy, easier parts anyway. Um, I remember yeah. doing that one. I, 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 I just have that. to do it. You know, it's just annoying. Like, yeah. Just reading, reading up on it and, and then just putting it into paper. Yeah. But, um, yeah. what I remember about doing that one is that you have to essentially design a course syllabus for a group. The task, you know, is to match the, um, the, the the course that you've created to the particular group that you that you have to teach and it's all yeah. about you know doing a needs analysis with that group and i uh, when i did it, it it um i don't remember it being a, a a genuine group i think you could uh just sort of create or make up your own group um i don't think well they no. told us that it has to be a real real group all oh, right well make... to describe a real group you can't really make it up I that must... would be very very easy to do so but uh... i must be and i'm sure some people sorry i'm sure some people even do this but yeah. yeah i must be um mixing it up with the exam because i remember in the exam you have to do that a lot you've got you know or that in in the exam I did, there were authentic bits of material like newspaper yeah. articles, and you had to adapt those into lessons for a particular group. Mm, and so, mm. you, in those ones, you could just make up the group. Um, so maybe I'm just confusing it. With I don't that. remember. I don't remember me doing this actually. But uh, I yeah, know. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> so after this, uh, well, my my dream is to go and teach abroad. Mm -hmm. That would be that would be great because like what I uh, enjoy most about teaching is um teaching foreign foreign uh, classes of classes of foreign students yeah so yeah it really interests me and um that's what i should do and yeah. it feels like i'm not i'm not pushing my english enough here anymore so yeah where do you think you would go well i obviously i wanted to go to england because that would be the place that i used to live mm -hmm. in and then so, you know, just to go back to the familiar place and a lot of native speakers around me and possibly possibly work there as an English teacher. But I do realize there might be a lot of uh, problems, a lot of obstacles in the way, some discrimination possibly, because I mean, as much as I agree with what, what you said, there is also the point that, you know, for, for a recruiter, Obviously, a non-native speaker teacher is not such a good selling point, is it? Yeah, but if you've got a so, delta, if you have a delta, that, that marks you out. I hope so. I hope so. It would give me an edge. And that's, that's exactly why I did it. You see, it's all, it's all even though sometimes I come across as, as a bit disorganized person, actually, <laughs> this, all, this is all laid out and it kind of makes sense, there's at a least in my, in, my, in my head. <laughs> there's a method to the madness. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Um, all right. Yeah, I just I just have to make the decision when, you know, and just have to give up all those jobs that I have here. It's also not very easy, you know. Yeah. And um yeah, just pack my bags and leave. And and if it doesn't work out in England, I'm not I'm not um I'm not uh, I wouldn't mind like going somewhere else either, I suppose. It's yeah. not such a big such a big deal. I don't know if Brexit would be an issue. 
exactly yeah that's another that's another thing yeah. it doesn't help much but um who knows maybe well there's there's canada there's australia there's new zealand yeah ireland well, that's, republic that's of very, ireland that's very far yeah <laughs> canada australia too far for me ireland for my liking ireland yeah ireland sounds good or even scotland well if they leave britain and go back <laughs> into the european union yeah yeah then that's more more possible but um yeah uh, ireland ireland's a cracking place mm. Mm-hmm. yeah i'm yeah yeah, yeah. I, 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 lots of guinness that's, that's, that's <laughs> it's exactly it's what came to mind yeah. when you said ireland like the first first association i think dublin's cool i think it's a good it would be a good place to, to go mm. um okay yeah so i added to my list of possible destinations yeah yeah, where yeah, to yeah. go <laughs> right well once you've got the delta then you know the world is your oyster yeah <laughs> fantastic well i think we, we might leave it here luke i mean thank thanks a lot for um doing this uh, interview with me and uh, i think we've covered a lot of interesting topics i hope so yeah uh yeah. it's a it's been a pleasure thanks very much for having me on your podcast as well and uh it's nice to be on someone else's podcast for a change rather than always being the guys you know making the tea and providing the biscuits <laughs> I, i'm i'm drinking your tea and eating your biscuits digital biscuits of course not yeah, yeah. Biscuits. <laughs> yes. well once again thanks thanks a lot luke and uh i hope to talk to you next time yes you too all right take care have a good weekend as well you too have all a right. good one cheers bye bye